Welcome to the Theater Trash Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Andrew. And we are Theater, Theater Trash. Trash. Wow, we don't even have to sync up this episode because, yeah. because we're, we're not on separate microphones. No, not, not this time. Today we are in person. Well, we're in the same room. We're always kind of in person, but we're in the same room tonight. Guys, I'm upset. Zach's um, upset. I made the mistake. I shouldn't have gotten Bluetooth headphones. I yep. should have gotten wired headphones because Bluetooth headphones always give you issues when you're trying to record things on, you know, multiple kinds of uh, mediums. So, like, I when we normally record, we normally use Discord to communicate with each other in our separate rooms. Yes. But because of the fact that I'm using Bluetooth headphones, for whatever reason, tonight... When I tried to connect the Discord and Logic Pro, it wouldn't let me use the microphone on Logic Pro. Yeah. And it was totally independent from it the like from the headset, but it still wouldn't let me use the microphone. Yeah, we've been trying to start recording for like half an hour at least. Yeah, right? half an hour. And it's... we've just been having so much problems, so we just decided, screw it. We live literally <laughs> ten feet apart from each other. We can record in the same room today. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Um, it's, we're definitely closer than we would be if we had a conversation for reals, but... True. But I think... True? But we can't, like, look at each other. That's the yeah, weird we thing. We have to face other. the microphone. No. So we can't look at each other. Yeah, I'm looking out in the ether. I'm looking at you. I'm just staring at the I'm little recording I'm looking at you, uh, Richard. Richard? There's a Richard out there, I know. That's true. He may be a king. There's a, there's a Clive, too. There is a Clive. We'll never get over the Clive thing the Clive. until Clive reaches out to us. We'll never get over the Clive thing once, even once. That's, Clive is forever. Clive true. is always going to be part of our lives now. Every day, I, every day I check the Instagram to see if he sent us a question or a message. Still hasn't done it. See, every day I'm shuffling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay um, i did i forgot about that back to the headphones for just a sec i would just like to point out i still use like the old uh apple headphones that still have the regular microphone jack mm. because um i used to have an iphone that had an, uh, a, a headphone jack slot in it and i loved it i yeah. think the removal of the headphone jack was terrible and the phones don't even seem that much thinner so why 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 do people do that you know what the next step is though right what next step is no ports no io at all and it's all wireless because with the I guess iphone wireless 12, wireless been, charging is a thing if now, you've been right? looking at the iphone 12s they have they're bringing back magsafe which is like the magnet to like help it yeah. stay into the charger well that technology definitely for the next iphone whether it be the 13 or if they want to skip 13 because it's unlucky or whatever, <laughs> whatever be the next one, it'll be like just wireless. I don't. We're gonna get to the stage where you just walk into a room and your phone will start charging. Okay, that's actually pretty sick. Yeah. I would, although. I still want universal Wi-Fi. That's the one thing I want. I you're about to say universal healthcare. Like, I mean, I also want that. That's also like that's also, some... that's also a good thing. But I think universal <laughs> Wi-Fi is probably like the next step. Because you know. Why can't it just be in the air? True. It, it already is. It already is. <laughs> That's like some Tesla stuff, man. Tesla. I mean, Tesla. Tes no, not like the company. I mean, like Nikola Tesla. Like he oh. was like big about like he wanted like wireless electricity. He was like, if I'm, this is not a this is not a science podcast, so I might be like uh, actually incorrect. Welcome to the science trash podcast. <laughs> science trash. That's our that's our brand. That's our spinoff. Our yeah. spinoff podcast. We're gonna like. It's also in Spanish. 
en espanol. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure Nikola Tesla was trying to create a way to like have like wireless electricity. Mm. And I mean, he just everything about Nikola Tesla got screwed over by Edison. Feel yeah. bad for that guy. Well, now he's a car company. Now he's a car company. Or a tech company in general. Now he's a space company, a drill company, a flamethrower company. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. A Tesla company. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. Can we get him on the podcast? <laughs> you know, reaching out. Can we get Elon Musk? Yeah, you can smoke weed on it just yeah. like he did on that other one. <laughs> on the Joe Rogan experience? Yeah. No. That's lame. I'll be cut. What? We're we can't talk about... Elon. No, we're not talking about Elon Musk on the podcast. Fine. No, it's fine. I'll keep it in. Fine. We're probably... This section yeah. that we're talking right now is probably going to get cut, though, right? No, it'll be in. Oh, so we're... <laughs> it'll be in. One thing... Okay, so one thing I really like is that every single time... We we are very open about the technical difficulties or, no. like, what we want... Or like, what we don't put in the... Po- like, we... <laughs> the entire beginning of last episode was just us talking about our failed recording sessions. Yeah, well, we haven't had... <laughs> I guess this was the first episode where we actually got through the intro without any hiccup. True. And I think so nice. part of it was because we were together. And part of it was because I was already very peeved about the headphones. Oh, this is going to be loud. That was a that was a high five. That was a high five. That was a high five, y'all. Yeah, uh, make we sure can I... high five. Hey, if you got someone that uh, you've been living with that, so that it's uh... a... Yeah. <laughs> you ever had a dream that you, uh, that you <laughs> that did that? <laughs> that you've been quarantined with someone that you can high five. Give them a high five. Why not? Yeah. High five, your, high five your friends. Mom, high this five is your mom. mom. Mom, this is for you. I want you to high five dad. Thank you. I haven't told my parents this podcast exists. Wow. It's not even, it's literally just never crossed my mind. Half our audience is my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and well, the other half is us. Oh man, I should. <laughs> we got a few, we got a few listeners out there. You know, yeah. you know. Shout we... out to my boy Anish. Shout out to our boy Anish, That's, our boy that, Gian. That one's for you, my boy Gian, the guy who created our song for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, our song. Oh, man. Which you know. guys listened to, like, a few minutes ago, but we didn't listen to because it's added in post. It's playing in my head. I don't remember what it sounds like. At all hours of like. the day. I've only heard it, like, twice, so I've, I don't I don't remember what it sounds like. Well, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a kick now. It's got a drum kick now. It's got a drum kick. Yeah, he put yeah. a drum kick. He was like, you want drums? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I think we should build like add something new to every uh every episode <laughs> with like, eventually it's like dubstep by the end it's it just like... it turns into a totally different thing um speaking of gian though yeah he actually uh he actually asked us a question oh my gosh he a asked question. us a question for this episode of the podcast a question. so we actually have like something to be focused we have on material we have material we... um speaking of questions you guys should send in questions please send in que- send us some questions we like questions we want to answer those questions we can't come up with this all on our own yeah we come on to... come on please come on please let us be your muse let so... us be your what's your name again christine christine from phantom in the Opera. <laughs> you will you will ask us to sing i.e questions and we will sing those notes you know it's crazy that you bring up musicals oh really because the question that we have is 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 based on on musicals oh yeah and it's also based off of best best the musical winner phantom of the opera uh i don't it didn't i don't think it won it won it won won? i looked it up earlier who did beat what else was oh it was a big one oh oh it was a big oh into the woods Oh yes, okay. That was the other big one. That That's saw. right, and then Into the Woods got score. That's what it was. Yeah, but our question—it scored five points. <laughs> our question 
It was originally um, Discord. So Gian uh, asked us if we could rank the Tony Award for Best Musical Winners uh, for the 2010s. So uh, every every for every year um, until 2019, from 2010 to 2019, the which which we think are the are a little bit better than the others. Yeah. And so I'll preface this: I I've only listened to like half of these. You know. Wait, actually, I've listened to more than half. Hear, hear me out. Okay. My, like, bottom three or four... <laughs> he or wrote so, them down. Or so <laughs> are, um, are, like, ones that I really haven't listened to a lot, so I can't really merit value to them in my top ten. But the top ones definitely have arguments. Oh, yeah. And I've listened to some of the bottom songs, and I've kind of roughly put where I think they would be if I were to listen to them fully. Um, but that's kind of where I'm coming from with this. So, like, I have, like, really strong opinions about, like, the top, like, four. Those are really the ones that I'm like, these are the ones I really like. And I also have, we talked about this earlier, the musicals that lost to certain musicals. And yeah. how we would rank those on the list. So, for some that were like, mm, this might not have been the best musical that year... We, we we voice we we say what we do think one should have yeah. won. All right, well let's go ahead and get started. Let's what do you, get started. Start us off, Andrew. Okay, tell, tell me what you think. So uh, number ten, you wrote a lot more than I did. I did. I I, I had to collect my thoughts because I forget things easily. Mm. Uh, number ten for me is Memphis. Mm-hmm. Now Memphis is not a bad musical by any means. Uh, I've listened to a little bit and it's it's neat. You know, it's it's neat. The problem is it's up against a lot of competition. Yeah, it's up against some really, really good. There's like, honestly, I think we're in like a newer kind of golden age of musical theater. We're getting some good banger musicals this this century, and um, like 2018, like 20, it, which one's 2018? 2018 is Frozen and SpongeBob. And oh yeah, okay, Sponge, SpongeBob. We'll get the to musical. it. We'll get to it. Anyway, uh, I put Memphis Memphis at the bottom because I I. That being said, that year, Memphis was the best choice. Okay. Uh, it was up against some fine musicals. They were just Memphis was the best choice, but it's at the bottom of my list. Well, my number 10 is also Memphis. Oh. And the main reason is because I haven't listened to a single song from Memphis. That's. Um, but I'm, I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was definitely deserved. Um, <laughs> I would love to visit the city one day. Yeah, it's a great uh, city. Uh, we don't, yeah, <laughs> if we were ranking cities, Memphis would Memphis. probably not be on the bottom. Yeah, well, there is another city in our list. There is? Yeah, well, it's more of a town. More of a- <laughs> <laughs> there is a town. There is a town on our list. Um, <laughs> What's Memphis about, you know? So it's about this guy. Um, it's about this guy who lives in Memphis. Um, I'm just going off from what I, what I barely remember. Um, it's about a guy who wants to really get into the music scene. I think okay. this is like during like Motown kind of stuff. Okay. And um and like he wants to I think he's like a DJ and he wants to play like black music on the air. Mm-hmm. And no one wants him to cuz you know, segregation was a thing that happened. Yeah. And so, uh it's basically him fighting for the right to like um play black music on the radio if I remember correctly. Uh, I do have the Wikipedia pulled up. <laughs> you have just, I just uh, this whole time I just seen him trying to pull up the Wikipedia the page to Memphis. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, 
Don't sue me, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. So just give me. Well, over it. if it isn't, we'll we'll get the email. So great, great like story, yeah. great idea for a story. And you know, do you know what was also this year? American Idiot. I don't really know a lot about it, but I just I know that the song. Yeah, I'm just biased. I'm just gonna be fully upfront. Uh, jukebox musicals are not my oh, thing. Oh, so it is jukebox. American Idiot yeah. is a pretty well done jukebox musical nonetheless it's a jukebox musical well Come on. they did have green day perform at the game awards last year so <laughs> so all right so they get a pass they get a pass <laughs> they get a good pass all right number nine uh oh my number okay so this might be controversial my number nine is fun home oh fun home it's good it is objectively good it's just hot take. I don't know. It's it's important for like representation and stuff. But when I was I was listening to it, and I think it's a really cool story, but it was just not engaging me. I think it's because mm. I couldn't really relate to it. Okay. And that's not the musical's fault at all. It's literally a purely me thing, and that's why it's my ranking and not in a, like a definitive ranking of where these are. But Fun Home just yeah, didn't. Again, we're theater trash. We're not theater experts. But the biggest reason, <laughs> the biggest reason I put Fun Home this low is because I fully believe that Something Rotten should have won okay. Best Musical that year. Hmm. Because I really like Something Rotten. It's one of my favorite musicals of all time. And I really thought it should have won. I think Fun Home should have gotten, like, it deserved to win, like, score and book and all that. Because the story is, is really, really deep and personal. And I think that's cool. Once again, I can't really relate to it. And it's not as universal as some other stories. Like like something like Next to Normal, I feel like, is more universal than Fun Home to me. Mm-hmm. So I put it low, one, because it was like not just not my cup of tea, and two, because I thought that something rotten should have won. I feel that. Uh, my number nine was The Band's Visit. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, I uh, see. It's, well, it's, it's, I don't know anything about it again. Um I listened to one song because I saw that was it Tony Shop, Shaloub, <laughs> Tony Shaloub, Tony Shaloub. I saw that he he won Best Actor, and I I like Monk, so I was like, that's cool. And I listened to a song that was just him on Spotify, and it was just him. That is the something. worst possible choice to make. <laughs> so so I I listened to that one like a couple days ago actually, um, but my argument there is I wish SpongeBob would have won. Because I think Spongebob was very underrated. I think Spongebob will be the musical of next decade. Everyone will realize how great it was, and they will regret their decision of letting the bands visit win. And Spongebob the musical was definitely top tier. So I won't talk about the bands visit that much until I get to it. But I will say, there's a reason it won. It's very good. That being said, I do freaking love spongebob the musical i saw both on broadway and oh my goodness it is so much better than it has any right to be because they they put hard work into that musical they did they put effort like the biggest drawback is the songs you know it's it's written every single song is written by a different person or musical group and it shows but there's a lot of times when it works. Like I don't know if it would have worked as well if you know, all of them were written you know, by one person. You know, you know how we talked about Ragtime the other day and how Ragtime the song is like one of the best openings. Oh yeah, Bikini Bottom Day is up there. I fully disagree with that. <laughs> it is up. There. I don't think so. You are in the mind. You get you get transported to Bikini Bottom. I think they are incomparable. 
and I do not. I would not put up um, bikini bottom tape. I've, I've also realized that <laughs> my rankings kind of for these bottom ones that I don't really know much about, they kind of fit into like either stuff that I've heard a little bit about and I'm like into it a little bit, or I really like what fall like what was behind it in the race a yeah. lot. So I kind of like put. So you'll see that where my like fun home ranking is because of something I'm. So, I. One, one final thing to touch on before I get to my number eight. You said, you were, you were talking about Tony Shalhoub. Love the guy. Fantastic actor. Watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's incredible. He should not have won for Best Actor in a Musical. Hmm. I almost feel like he should have been nominated for like Best Actor in a Play because of how limited his role was. He was the second main character. like He was the male lead of that show, but he was not. He was basically in a play the whole time. Everyone else was in a musical. He was in a play. He barely sings, hmm. which might be intentional might be because they wanted tony shallow but didn't you know knew he couldn't really sing that much i can't speak on the creative decision on that all i all i will say is ethan slater should have won for spongebob there you go that is one tony award that spongebob definitely should have won over all right can i say my number eight first yeah go for it yeah there's no structure to this so i put (laughs) (laughs) so i put i'll probably get hate i don't know i put once Again, it's because <laughs> I just know there's that one song in this musical that we've listened to before. Where that that like once song. Yeah, the <laughs> wonk song. What is it's the it's the the duet at like near the end. um falling slowly. Yeah, that like that. One. Yeah, I've heard that. I like that one. Um, what was oh, that was the year that it it beat Newsies. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I I put Newsies. I was just thinking about that because uh, Andrew was in Newsies once. And I thought about him. And I also like Harvey Firestein a lot. Um, I'll spoil alert. I did not say that it deserved to win over New- or Newsies deserved to win over once. Oh. Just letting you know. <laughs> I mean I don't I have I really have no opinion. A lot of these are like my opinion is neutral until I get like to the higher ones where I'm like, I really this is like how I feel. I pretty much have an opinion for all of these. Actually I think the thing I I'm least opinionated about is once, even though I put it higher. Mm. Okay. What did you put for eight? So my eight is Kinky Boots. Um, okay. So here's, I really thought, I think Kinky Boots is a super fun show. I didn't see it live, but I saw, I have Broadway HD. So I saw the pro shot, the London pro shot of it. And it's super fun. The problem was, it's kind of only fun. It's it's a fun show and you're going to have a fun time, but it it doesn't really get the dramatic beats that well for me. There's some decent dramatic songs but i kind of basically if it's not a group song and it's not a song sung by lola i kind of don't care about it at all i think those are the weakest moments like i don't know this might be controversial but uh what is soul of a man i don't like at all it is just a it is so long and it's just a character i don't really care about singing alone on stage for like five minutes it's probably shorter than that but is he's that, just, is that the guy that like has the business like? yeah he's like the 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 main character the, oh, okay he's the the white the white guy the white guy oh, okay. who inherits the shoe factory so basically i like lola's songs and i like the group numbers and any dramatic beats are just whatever i think if it was like non-stop fun <laughs> there's like no drama no i mean they need stakes but for that reason um well, i dodged, did put it low they dodged the cow this time um that being said i do think it deserved to win that year i really like the show but it's just like you know at, at a certain point 
honestly, at this point, none of these are bad. None of these are bad. I mean, it's like from overall, none of these are bad shows. And like from this point on, it's really just like I had to sort. I had to pick favorites, you know. Hmm. So I do like Kinky Boots. I do think it deserved to win Best Musical. It's just a little too fun. Or it's a little just fun. It's a little just fun, mm. is what I'll say. Um, Matilda's pretty good, though. So maybe Matilda could have won. But... I mean, I love the Matilda movie. It's one of my favorite like kids' movies. Danny DeVito. I mean, it's directed, directed by... Danny DeVito. Produced Danny DeVito. Starring... Act, starring Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. It's the ultimate picture for your kids to watch. And it's good. I will be showing it to my children as soon as they can watch a movie and it was really nice because i heard um danny devito was super super supportive of uh mara wilson yeah because uh, like her mom was like dying of cancer or something mm. like that during the the filming process wow. and he was like he was like a father figure to her that's awesome moral of the story is we love danny devito in this house didn't the actress who played trunchbull like i thought i think she like won like an award did she win an award not in the she won, she won a tony not the musical <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna i'm i'm Hold on, don't, don't worry. Don't. I don't think you're gonna go to the novel. I'm gonna go to the novel and then go to see if you find the movie. Uh, <laughs> what the heck? Why can't I find it? What? Look up the movie. Okay. Feature film. It's right there. 1996 feature. Ah, film. there we go. 1996 feature film. And we'll we'll find, cut this. And no, we'll keep it. <laughs> we'll okay, keep it. Find starring. That's Pam Ferris. Pam Ferris. Okay, what is she? She, what, she did something. Did she did do something. Let's keep going. I swear she did something. Ugh. Whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? What's your? What's your number seven? Because I have a very controversial number seven, and I think. Ugh. I think. Uh, I think you should probably go. My number seven was Kinky Boots. I like Harvey Firestein. I love Hairspray. Hairspray is probably one of my favorites. If we ever do like top ten favorite musicals of all time, Hairspray will probably be in my top ten. I, I love it a lot. Um, but, Hairspray's. Hairspray's. Hairspray. But, um, well, the only thing better than Hairspray is not Kinky Boots. <laughs> so, Kinky <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really enjoy the one the one Lola song. What's the like? Which one is it? The like the first one that she had. Um, I know there's the sexes in the heel, and then there's the one. Oh oh, it's um it's like Lola's land or something. Yeah, like the land of I Lola. I love that song. That's a great song. Um, yeah, that's a great song. But other than that, I really don't. Again, like I I've listened to some of the songs and I think they're cool. I think the story is, sounds cool. I'm just not really into it seven andrew <laughs> my number seven is dear evan hansen oh uh, okay <laughs> listen i know why you did that this is my first this is my first ever broadway show okay and who'd you play <laughs> sorry <laughs> correction this was the first <laughs> ever broadway show that i saw uh-huh and it was good it's a good musical it's well made but it has its problems um it's not very original in concept. Um, it's the 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 trope has been done before, and some in some cases better. Some element like uh, Robin Williams' movie called like World's Best Dad or World's Greatest Dad has pretty much the same concept, and does certain things better, I think. Um, but it's it's a nice story, and I think it relies way too heavily on 
the person playing its lead actor. Not necessarily the characters too heavily like involved in the story because it's about him, but like I, the demands of a role like that are so much, and it's gonna be hard to find. Like like Ben Platt to me embodies the character, and I haven't seen a single person who like matches up matches his level. And when you have a show that relies so heavily on its main character, when it's when the main when that person is not up to par, it it drags the whole show down. But all of those things wouldn't put it as far low on this list as it as it does. Great comment. Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 should have won. It's so much better. Yeah, it's I, so much I definitely agree better. with that sentiment. I, I mean I'm I'm a I'm a huge Dave Malloy fan. I think he's incredible. I love every uh, pretty much everything you he's drove, done. How long did you drive to go see his show? <laughs> I drove 16 hours, I think. I drove yeah. from North there and back. North Carolina to Massachusetts and back to see his premiere of Moby Dick, the music the musical. He's incredible. The 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 sheer amount of effort and quality put into Great Comet is immaculate and the fact that it got snubbed of pretty much all like pretty much all of the tony awards it deserved i know it's a competition year we'll see that later when we get oh, to a we'll certain a certain later. powerhouse of a musical that Little, came yeah. the previous year but it got snubbed and the reason i'm a little salty uh, just a little bit salty is because i saw dear evan hansen on broadway and not and not great oh, comment man and i might never get the chance to see a production like that before it's terrible it's it's truly a terrible. there's not oh man there's not a pro shot there's well, only bootlegs which just wait uh, till the high school rendition where you can go see your child in it oh god but yeah, yeah. um dear evan uh, hansen is, is 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 it's it's good but it's like yeah it's number seven yeah my number six is fun home mm. because again like i think I think for me, Fun Home, I really am not, like, I do not know the music at all, but I know the story, and I think the story is fantastic, and I really love small casts, so I'm just, like, I lean towards it. Like, my rule of thumb is five and under makes me really happy in terms of cast, because oh, yeah. I really love to work with a small cast. This but is a this is a house that loves a, a small cast show very small much. Small cast show. <laughs> very much. They're phenomenal, but, yeah, Fun Home, number six. Um, if I, I think if I listened to it, I might enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I tried listening to it once. I really couldn't get into it, but, um, but I also think something rotten is like phenomenal. I've been listening for some odd reason. I've just been listening to it like the past couple days. Um, and I've just fallen in love with it again. I think it's a show I can always hop back into. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I think so all the performances are so like, I like Brian Darcy, James, Ugh. Shrek, um, <laughs> don't 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 do him dirty like that um he's not... uh christian Broll and brad oscar Oof. like i am a big fan of the producers like me a too big fan one of, of my favorite musicals so yeah I'm, a, I'm also a big mel brooks fan so like the original mel, the producers film is again if we do a top 10 films it is the oh, yeah. producers is definitely in my top 10 films of all time i think oh, it's yeah. one of the best stories ever probably my favorite um, comedy of all time yeah. if i'm being and the producers musical is probably it's, in my top 10 musical it's it's a phenom- it deserves to have the most tonys there are a few there the are best a few, musicals there are a few musicals um that got me into theater 
Um, I'll get to another one later, but um, the producers is one of them. Yeah, it's 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 one that really got me into musical theater and like acting and singing and stuff. So yeah, I'll but, always love but Brad producers. Oscar being in that as well. Yes, so seeing, <laughs> this isn't a list in, about the producers, but yeah, Brad Oscar was seeing in him it. in this. The role of Nostradamus is probably one of my like favorite Thomas, roles. Thomas Nostradamus. Like I like on my list of characters I want to play, it's definitely on that list with Shrek and <laughs> and um, Edna Turnblad. Oh yeah. What is your? Um, so my number six, six is Once. Okay. This is like the most. So number six is like the most even ground pick for me. Um, I'm pretty familiar with Once. I, I think the music's great. I think the story and the romance is also, is super good. Um, and I think it made a really good transition from film to stage because it was one of those rare musicals that was like a musical film and then it was made for the for the stage. Is Michael home? I don't know. He might be. Guys, we're going to take a short little break. Short, brief, brief break. And we're back. Well, we're not totally back. I gotta Andrew's, sit Andrew's down. Gotta sit, sit down. down, man. Where were we talking? You were once. talking about once. Number six, once. <laughs> so our, once our other roommate came home today. Other roommate came home just now. Yeah. Uh, no fault of his. Right. Um, once he once. So like I was saying, like this is a very middle ground pick for me. Um, I think it's a good story, good music, um, good adaptation. But all the other ones above it, I just like a lot more. Hmm. so that's where I, so i'll put like that's it's like the bottom of my like best dubs i'd say fair so that's why it's right outside the top five so yeah like i like once but yeah. the other shows outshine it yeah what is your number five so my number five is the band's visit okay i'm seeing what territory we're getting into with the top four <laughs> we have some similar choices for the top four well i don't know if they're in the same spots not the same well, probably well definitely we so. might have none of the same spots actually potentially but the band's visit I think is really good. <laughs> um, I it's another show I saw on Broadway, um, with most of the original cast. I didn't see Tony Shalhoub actually. Wow. I know he had to go film more Monk. They got <laughs> yeah. renewed for another he season. Had another season of Monk, so he had to leave. Um, but it's such a, it's like, beautifully simple is the best way I'd put it, because hmm. the entire show happens in the small, nearly abandoned town um in one night the entire show is the entire show is basically one 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 like 24 hour period of this like police band which apparently is a thing there are i think they're egyptian and they're they're a band i guess it's like kind of the same thing as like um like a uso show kind of thing like it's like a Mm. band consisting of members of the police or the military police kind of thing huh so um, and it's they get they go to the wrong due to like a typo the equivalent of like a typo they go to the wrong town and they're in this uh, like middle of the desert um, Jewish uh, Jewish town and they just interact with the people there and it's beautiful it is brilliant I loved it um, I think it's it's a really strong like ensemble show like there are t- there are two leads but it's really in the strength of the cast and just like the the environment it creates. Hmm. Um, and I'm a huge fan of David Yazbek. He wrote the score. Um, it's a very, <laughs> it's weird because like if you look at his career, he wrote like, um, he wrote the Full Monty. He wrote like, um, I'm trying to think. He wrote the Full Monty, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which are all like pretty good, but like very 
um, very like lighthearted and fun. And then there's the band's visit, which is like a much more dramatic take and like a much more abstract adaptation. And then he wrote Tootsie. So, <laughs> is it like the mu- Music Man? The Music Man? Yeah, the band's visit. It is almost nothing like. The well, music it's man. a guy who has music and he goes to a town. I guess yeah. It's 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 an Egyptian multilingual, um, small cast. Uh, dramatic version of the music man <laughs> except there's no con man at all oh there's i mean no scamming. i know that <laughs> my number five was dear van hansen mm. um i actually i think i'm on the side of the crowd that enjoys the show more um i i understand the distaste for the music in terms of the fact of it's like repetitive nature and how it's not very revolutionary in style but i definitely think the story is like interesting and important yeah um the one song the big big something small something the big world small world um uh so big so 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 big so small i think that's one of the only songs in a musical where like i listened to it and i actually like started tearing up i thought it was a really like night like the whole truck part that was great um, I think Ben Platt definitely deserved to win Best Actor that year. He, he's like the reason yes. why that show did so well. That's the yeah. Um, yes, and I think the harmonies are really good. I think it's one of the best shows in terms of harmony. I can agree with that. Um, I think I really respect the use of like a virtual choir. I think that was a cool idea. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think that'll definitely be something that like new age Broadway shows, especially post pandemic, are really gonna probably yeah. get into. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right top four top this four. is gonna be fun i doubt we'll have anything in common we'll see oh i also i want to preface well we have the same top four but <laughs> the different. same exact top four but um, i think it's a different order here are some here i i made a division line between like the top four and like everything else okay and to me like these are the musical like i'm gonna list some musicals that were like nominated during the decade Okay. And like these are the musicals where I'm like I think they would be like they would fit in like this section like right before this top 4. All right. And those include Something Rotten. Yep. Um School of Rock. Okay. <laughs> potentially. Only Teacher's Pet. I really like that rendition. That's um Bright Star. Yes, we um, shall. And Beetlejuice. Um so I guess if we're going if we're going along that that grind as i talked about great comment yeah oh my great God. comment also yeah but great comment for me would also be like maybe above my fourth spot mm. i'd throw i'd throw waitress in the mix Wait, i was gonna I, say waitress but i haven't really listened to all of waitress I, but i know it's really good i really like waitress i think it's i think it's so 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 good um i think if if if, if hamilton wasn't that year it 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 would have won i think it would have won yeah um and I think I think it's just really good music, really fun story. Like Sarah Bareilles needs to write more musicals. I think hmm. um, she, she does a really good job at like telling, like actually getting character and like telling a story through her songs. Um, and then if I were to add one more, I don't think it could ever win a best musical spot. I think the Scottsboro Boys is one of the most underrated musicals ever. Definitely of like the twenty, like the the twenty first century. Um, if you can get a chance to listen to it, which is not easy, I don't, I don't think the cast album's really available anywhere, but uh, I'd listen to it. It's a really powerful story, 
um but it had it had no chance um it had no chance that you <laughs> no chance that you so top four top four all right top i'll go four. first my number four hades town okay this i originally listened to the off-broadway cast um I don't remember any of the people in the cast. I couldn't give you their names. But that's the version I listened to, like, year before the actual show got on the Broadway. So I was really into that cast and, like, really listened to that cast. And then the cast, like, changed for the Broadway. And I wasn't as into that cast as I was with the previous cast. I still think the cast is great. I still think, what's his name, deserved that Tony. What's his name? Um, Hermes. Oh, um, oh God, we're gonna have to cut because I want, I want to, I, I do not want to have forgotten his name. We don't actually have to cut. God, what's his? I love this man. He's he's incredible. Um, and of course his name. Wait, are you talking about Hades? Hades Andre, or Hermes? Andre Andre de Shields. Andre de Shields. How did I forget his name? Andre I love Shields. Andre de Shields. Um, I thought he was great. Um, but, and I love the story. Uh, I, I do love the play Eurydice, which is basically the same story. Um, and I love the concept. I love everything about it. It's just, I think it's the same way how, like, Fun Home for you is, like, you don't really connect with it as much. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I still, I have that same way where I don't really connect with it as much. I definitely understand its merit. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it deserved to win. I love the fact that it's mostly female prod staff. True. Um like that's awesome actually just really quick going back to fun home i think fun home was the first all-female creative team to win oh that's awesome uh to win like a tony for best it was like the best music like one of the tonys or like a few of the tonys they won it was like the first time an all-female team yeah. had won which was really and i know cool. this is kind of sad but well it's not that sad i honestly think i connect more with beetlejuice <laughs> than i do with hades town <laughs> Just because I really love listening to Beetlejuice just in general more than I do listening to Hades Town. Um, that's just what I have to say about that. Beetlejuice is like my ultimate guilty pleasure musical. Same. Because it's like not good, but it's so I, good. Beetlejuice is so good. Alex Brightman, like I want to see Brightman. him be, I want him to be so I just, much more. I want to meet I Alex wish he Brightman. I wish he would have won for Beetlejuice. I just want to chat with that guy. I yeah. think he's great. He seems like a great guy. Alex Brightman, if you're out there. Hit us up. We'll be on our podcast. I would love to talk to you about your life in theater. Um, He'll never reach out. So my number four. Yeah. Uh, my number four is the Book of Mormon. Ooh. Now the Book of Mormon holds a very, very near and dear uh, place in my heart because it's the reason I'm into musical theater. I mentioned the producers was one of them, but the Book of Mormon. Without the Book of Mormon, I would not be doing theater to this day. So I have a lot to thank Book of Mormon for. Um, really, I have a lot to thank South Park for because <laughs> uh, I was that you know edgy middle schooler who found South Park because his older sister watched it and you know fell in love with it because it's crude and, and funny. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, um, was like, hey, did you know the South Park guys wrote a musical?" And I went, "What? That's crazy!" And he was like, "Yeah, it's called The Book of Mormon. You should you should listen to it." And I listened to it. And I was like, "Huh." This is pre- these are pretty funny. It's pretty mm-hmm. good songs. And then I was like, oh wait, I can sing some of these songs. And then I auditioned for, for you know, some productions, and the rest is history. 
What'd you audition for? Susicle? Susicle. And, and I what got did you it. Sing? What'd you say? I sang I believe. Well, you believed you got in the Susicle, and you did. <laughs> and that is why my number three is also the Book of Mormon. <laughs> one of one of the worst choices of an audition song I think I've ever had. Um, but the Book of Mormon, it's hilarious. It is one of the funniest theater experiences yeah. I've ever had. I was I had I got to see, sit second row in the production I saw. And I was just, I was crying. I was bawling. I was laughing so hard. It is so funny and good and well-made and, like, something you do not get to see on Broadway all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only thing separating it is it's such a, um, it's, it's a little, like, simple in that regard because it's clearly made for comedy. Um, although I do think it has some really good philosophical messages on religion. Um, as much as it mocks it, it also like acknowledges the importance of religion. I think that's cool. Yeah. I'm not a religious person, but I do I do really respect that. And um, the show's hilarious. It's number four because there's just some really freaking good shows like ahead of it. But uh, yeah. Book of Mormon will always hold a very near and dear place to my heart. Yeah. And you can talk about Book of Mormon because it's yeah. your number three. My my number two and number three are very hard for me to decide between. My number one is set in stone because yeah. it's one of my favorite musicals of all time. <laughs> but two and three are really hard for me because it's like, initially I thought, should I go more, um, you know, logically? Or should I go more emotionally, how I feel about the show? Um, and then I thought about it more and I thought, like, logically, number two to me is like a logically better show. Mm -hmm. um, but emotionally, I think they hold the same kind of, like, passionate about theater that I have for yeah. both of them um, but I think I give the edge to number two but anyways to the point I think Book of Mormon is one of those shows where it's just like you said it's so fun it's so entertaining to watch and listen to um, it's it's got some of my favorite songs just to listen to oh, yeah. Um, oh, it's, yeah. there's, it's like even like the I want song like you and me but mostly me True. Is like one of my favorite duets, even though literally most of the duet is um, Elder Price. Yeah, but I, but I think it's it's so it's just such a fun. It's show. almost like the song is mostly him. Yeah, it, it almost <laughs> is. Mm. I think I think every song is just amazing in the show. I think the the saying I agree with you in the same vein of like it is definitely going for entertainment first mm -hmm. and um, everything else is kind of second but again I think it does definitely touch on philosophical statements um, friendship is definitely a big one oh, yeah. that I'm interested in in the show I'm a sucker for, for like shows where the two leads are just pals yeah Elder like, Cunningham is another character what I'd love to play Elder Cunningham true um, I feel like I'm too tall for it eh I've seen tall. I've seen well. They are usually short, but I've seen I've seen some yeah. very different. Elder it's Cunningham's. so funny because I love Josh Gad's performance as Elder Cunningham, but then he did like everything else since then has been <laughs> terrible. Terrible. <laughs> what you mean he didn't like Pixels and no. the Beauty and the Beast remake? Yeah, and Artemis Fowl. <laughs> yeah, I think Olaf is probably like the best thing he's done. Olaf is like comparatively. Yeah, Olaf is my. I, and I think Olaf. I don't know if this is like. You think Olaf gets too much flack? Olaf gets... He's really funny. Okay. He's really funny. I think, especially Conf in the first movie... Confession, I haven't seen either of the Frozen. Interesting. Yeah. I think 
That'll be what we do next. The time. marketing ruined his public image. Mm. They minioned he's him. So funny. They minioned. They minioned him. him. They minioned him. Yeah. Because he's so. It's so funny, and he's like not even that much in the show. He just has a few one-liners, but he's not like for a comic relief character. He's really well done. He's a lot better than a lot of other ones. That's good. Maybe I'll watch Frozen. You should. Uh, you can. Uh, the sequel's fine. You can <laughs> skip it. But again, Book of Mormon. I think. <laughs> It's one of the hardest things about Book of Mormon is that you'll never see a performance of it, really. How often will they do Book of Mormon performances? Uh, if it's not Broadway. I see what you mean. Like, regional theater. Yeah, Would I mean, it? the rights aren't even out. It yeah. won't be out for a long time because it's making bank still. Yeah. But, uh... If I ever get the chance, I'll go see it. I, I could see... I think they'll license it to regional theaters. I don't think you'll never see a high school do it. Oh, illegal, Like, a legal production. Maybe not even a college do a legal production. Because of, one, the... The, the book of the the... The, the novel of Joseph Smith. Well, I think the demands, the technical demands of the show are high. Casting the, demands. The casting demands are not high, just controversial. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's controversial to a point where like high schools just definitely wouldn't It's like, it. if you have the cast to do Book of Mormon, just do Hairspray instead. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, Hairspray. Just do Hairspray No, but I love Book of Mormon. Man Up is one of my favorite songs ever. I love singing it. I love listening to it. Number three, Andrew. So my number three is Hamilton. Ooh. There's not much I can say about Hamilton that hasn't been said before. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's really good. I I There was a time when it was like, oh, this is my favorite musical ever. And then, then time passed, and I was like, no, it's not, but it's still really good. And then, of course, the Disney pro shot came out, and I fell in love with it again. And I think the show's incredible. I think yeah. it, it's it's there's, – there's no – there's nothing I can say that hasn't been said before, like I said. But yeah. it, it's Hamilton. Come on. It has to be top three. It's really good. If you haven't listened to Hamilton. What are you doing? Like. How are you listening to a theater podcast if you haven't listened to Hamilton? Yeah, you shouldn't be here if you haven't listened to Hamilton. We're, I'm theater, just, we're theater trash and theater trash listen to Hamilton. It's true. And it's. On it, repeat. And as much as, as, as overblown, as oversaturated as like, you know, the world around it is because, you know, you got the fans, you got the shippers, you got pretty much every group of people who who could have possibly enjoyed i mean you also got the people that like despise the music got people who really hate it for no real reason um whether that's theater people who think it's overrated or racists who think it's uh so uh <laughs> hamilton is a really good show and it's yeah. my number three because yeah. i do like it i i think there's two other shows that are just a little bit above it in the best musicals of this decade list yeah but I, hamilton is it's it's like a modern classic Hamilton. Hamilton the musical. <laughs> Hamilton the musical. Wow, Andrew, you really sold them. Hamilton the musical. Yeah, you know. My number two. Hamilton the musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um our like our lists are like the rankings are different, but they're on like a jagged edge. Yeah. Well I I'm kinda guessing Yeah, what like you it's do. it's on a, it's on an edge. They're, because, they're offset by one. Yeah, my number two is Hamilton. Um again, like what can you say about Hamilton? I definitely think one of the best things to do if you're like, man, Hamilton is so overrated. Just go find that YouTube video of Lin-Manuel Miranda doing his like, dra- like, like draft. The White, the White House production? The White House production. The White House production. Yeah, the um, White House uh, performance. What's the song? It's the opening song? Prologue. Alexander Hamilton oh, is, it called is Alexander the Hamilton? song. Yeah, his, that <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Like some of the words are different, but like that you can just see the passion i think in the heights is also amazing 
I um, will controversial. I like In the Heights more. I do think Hamilton is good. Hmm. I'll leave it at there. I have to listen to In the Heights more, but I definitely I see where you're going. Like I see how you're not. Yeah, not to go off on a tangent. I just think the music fits better in In the Heights, and it tells a more compelling story given the choice of music that mm. is used to tell the story. So I just I think it's a more can't wait com- for the movie. I think it's a more com- I can't wait for the movie. It sucks they pushed it back. I was yeah. so excited, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited for the movie still. Uh, but yeah, Hamilton. But Hamilton's great. Like just listen to it. Again. It's it's one of those shows where like, and this is the same as the first one, the number one that I have. But I can just go back and listen to it and just fall in love with it again. Oh yeah. Like I it, I never. It's always like amazing to listen to. Um, I one time when I took a like a like a little road trip, I actually just listened to Hamilton the whole time. True, because you can just listen through the whole thing. It's like it's, two and a half hours. It's it's like longer. It's like two hours forty five minutes, and it does not yeah. feel that long oh, at all. It goes one by. of the best. If I was just to put like cast album listings, probably Hamilton would be up there. And just a show you can listen to on repeat and never really get tired of it yeah. because it's you're listening to it nearly three hour nearly pretty pretty much a full production that you just get to stream yeah um one of the other cool things um it was more during the hype and i think looking back on it now it'd probably be more interesting just because the hype is kind of swelled a little bit yeah um and people are more like they're just like yeah this is a good show is like seeing those videos of people listening to hamilton for the first time yeah it's like wow like this is this is how big it got to where it was like a trending thing to listen to Hamilton, a musical. Like Hamilton is literally probably one of the reasons why musicals got revived. Like, like I'd say, time. like High School Musical was like the early 2010s reason, and then Hamilton was like the late 2010s reason. Yeah. All right. What's What's your number two? I'm gonna let you do your number one first because your number one is my number two, and I okay. want you to get the chance to talk about it first. All right. My number one is a little show called a gentleman's guide to love and murder it it may be my favorite show of all time um it it's in competition with sweeney todd um because preface sweeney todd has basically been my favorite musical for a long time um it was just the first one that i really got into and listened to um, and then I started listening to Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder uh, a lot, roughly like end of high school, and got really into it. Um, I actually got, I had a chance to see it, but I had to miss it because of complications happening in uh, Charlotte at the time. But mm. um, still, I just, it, it just like, the idea behind Gentleman's Guide of how he just comes to power <laughs> And just, it's so funny. It is so hilarious, but the music is so good. The music, it's some of the best, since I, it's my number two, uh, spoiler alert. It's my number two, so I'll, I'll talk a I little just, bit about the it. The thing too. about Gentleman's Guide to me is that I, I, I have so much trouble talking about why I love it so much. Yeah. I just do. It's so. just something innate in me where I just... You could probably explain more about how it's really good musically or like acting wise. I think some of the the acting is great. Fun fact: um, Bryce Pinkham was supposed to come to our school to do a devised piece. Yep. But because of COVID, 
he had to cancel, and, and it's, it's really so sad. sad. I was I was so hoping to meet him, hey, or say, just say hello to him. Bryce Pinkham, we know you're listening to the podcast right now. I uh, tweeted at you, Bryce. I know you're listening to me. I'm gonna tweet please, this episode at you. Could you please listen to this and come on I've our podcast? Li- I watched all of your Broadway backstage we, videos. We want to be pals with you. <laughs> I just I want to talk. We want to talk with you. You're a you're, cool guy. We love, and we you. love you. We love you. We love you in. Um, bloody bloody Andrew Jackson. Yep. Please. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> uh, but no, just one of the. Oh, and the Dysquith family is such a amazing character. Yeah, the fact that they combined nine separate characters to be played by one actor mm-hmm. is brilliant, terrifying for the actor. Yeah. Difficult and so impressive. And with how the execution I'm ended sure up. I'm sure it was so rewarding. Oh, yeah. So rewarding. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think I think the music is one of the most... It's, it's one of the best modern-day examples of, like, farce. I, it's such a unique show because it's a modern farce that yeah. ties its roots back to... It's like, you know, it takes place in England. It's very much... You get the same... A, it, you get the, like, the sense of, like, this age of older theater and that might turn people away from it at first but then the the humor is so modern and so funny it's there's everything from slapstick to to puns to just like um like dramatic irony and absurdity and i think it's just it's really compelling like you said it's hard to talk about why we like it so much one of the like i just wanted to like specific things i love the motifs in the music yeah, absolutely um it's it it yeah. as good as the music is i think it really excels in the lyrics if you just look yeah. at the lyrics oh it is goodness. the best example of like clever clever lyricism it's sometimes it's a little bit on it actually no it's never on the nose it's so good and it's like ah man i just i love listening to it i it's like if i had to record the shows I recommend, if I ever recommend shows, I recommend Sweeney Todd. I recommend Title of Show, which is another one of my favorite shows. Title shows good. And I recommend Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Um, it's just, I'm so glad it won Best Musical um, the year that did. Yeah. Um, now, was it up against much? No. No. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I mean, Aladdin. I'm glad it beat Aladdin. <laughs> um no, it's just one of those things where it's just like you get really into it and you're just like so into it that you don't really know what exactly to say. But it's just like I think Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder was like my number one like song on Spotify last year. Like the music, like just the album itself. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to say about the show is... Um, the like how the cast works besides like Dyskwood's family and like the lead roles the ensemble for the show is so integral to the show it's it's not that they're just an ensemble that goes on stage to fill in like yeah Les Mis ensemble is like just a big ensemble <laughs> it's just that a goes crowd on of people <laughs> that, yeah just to symbolize a crowd of people but like the gentleman's guide ensemble is specific everything is super specific in terms of casting so like because you have three men three women right 
and like man man one plays these characters in these scenes man two plays these characters man three plays these and so on with the women ensemble and it's it's like the, the cast is 11 people but i would argue that like just being in the show is amazing enough because oh, yeah. you like even if you're a woman too you still get to play all these characters and i believe it's woman too who gets to be in the duet in um poison in my pocket yeah i think um i, I believe it's woman too is the ensemble member for that and just like that song itself is like like super good but also like incredible like not difficult i don't think but just like it's an engaging number for someone to sing it's not just like yeah. oohs and ahs in the background or everyone's singing. everyone's always doing something yeah um the show's hilarious show's the hilarious. set itself is hilarious yeah because it's like it's super like um like of the period yeah and the costumes are great i mean the costumes are dice apparently are great true and the quick uh, changes the quick needed. changes oh are amazing god. oh my god um, but i definitely i think it's yeah the lyrics the I lyrics think, i think are, sell the show so hilarious all right number one give it number to one uh it's hades town yeah. Uh, if you couldn't do the math, it's Hades Town. <laughs> if you had trouble, um, and it's interesting because I think I wouldn't even say Hades Town is one of my all-time favorite musical. I think it's really up there. I, I really like it, but Hades Town kind of seem it's like an extension of itself. Hmm. It's less about the show itself and more what it represents. Um, it's it's like it's the it's the um the result of a long long writing period a lot of iterations a lot of different casts different productions i think it's a miracle it got to broadway and i'm so happy it did because mm -hmm. the story it tells is it's 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 transcendent you know it's 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 a story that will always be told and there's no one way to tell it and i think this show embraces that the entire point of the show is it's cyclical in nature. It, it begins and ends the same way because they're telling the same story and you want it. You want it to end happy. You want Orpheus to not turn around. You want them to end up together because the story sucks you in and makes you think maybe this time they'll, maybe this time the, it'll work out. And it doesn't, hmm. it doesn't. And it's not going to. So is that like a repeat viewing thing where you're like, every time you re watch it or listen to it, you're like, they're going to do it this time and then they don't. No, it's just the nature of the story makes you just want them to succeed. Mm. But if you know anything about the story, you know they're not going to. Yeah. There's no I don't think there's a single iteration of the Orpheus and Eurydice story where they like end up together because of they course, can't no, be. There can't be. They can't. There can't be. But it's so brilliantly done. The music is gorgeous. The motifs alone tell the you could listen you could you could probably listen to just the music without the lyrics, without anything else and get a get the story. Yeah. Because the, the the motifs are great. The lyrics, I used to have a problem with them because they didn't rhyme very well. But it's basically like you're taking an epic poem and setting it to music. Hmm. It's that fucking... It, it's that... It's that good. <laughs> so this is the first time I've sworn in the entire in the entire episode because this I didn't gets know me that so... M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit it's got not nominated. The, it's not the M. Night Shyamalan musical. <laughs> I can't believe it. Guys, look it up. 2015, the 69th Tony Awards. The Visit by M. Night Shyamalan. By M. Night Shyamalan. Nominated. And can't turn up. All right. Now for my real number one. It's Mamma Mia. It's always been Mamma Mia. Well, you got me. 
What you looking for, bud? Um, something funny. <laughs> Lanero number one is Aladdin. Actually, yep. no. It's it's Shuffle Along or... Give me the full title. Or The Making of the Musical Sensation of 1921 and All That Followed. Wow. Who knew? Who knew that was his best That was a lie. It's Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Please listen to it. Hades Town, listen to it. All the musicals. Just listen to them. Listen to them. I'm sure they're all great. Watch them if you can. You probably won't be able to, but watch them if you can. Get Broadway HD. I know you can at least watch Kinky Boots. Okay. Hamilton. You mean you can find stuff online. And Memphis. You can watch Memphis, too. You can watch it online. (laughs) You can watch our least favorite musicals. (laughs) The Book of of Mormon has a good cut on YouTube, and Uh, Something Rotten has a good cut on YouTube. probably shouldn't be encouraging people to look up uh, bootlegs, so don't, and I'm winking at the microphone, Look these up for bootlegs wow, on YouTube. microphone just blushed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's red right there. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I that think fun. that about wraps up our episode. No, we got we to... Gotta... Oh, God. We did go an hour. We went an hour, and I have to do homework. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Theater Trust Podcast. Thank uh, you, guys. I wanted to quickly thank Gian for letting us use... This amazing song that you wrote for us. Yes, yeah. and for sending us a question. Yeah, so send Thank us questions. You. Send us questions. Send us questions. It's so simple. It's very simple. Follow us on Instagram at Theater Trash Podcast. That's all right. Just DM us a question. Yep. We are looking for them, um, and maybe you'll get a good question like this where we were able to talk a whole episode about it. Basically, true. Um, or if we have multiple questions, we can try to answer all of those questions. Yeah. This was also. If this is somehow your first episode, we're not always gonna do like lists and rankings like that. It'll it'll change. But if you like yeah. it, send us more things that you want us to to rank. To rank. We have an idea for another future episode similar to like similar to this. So you know. Yeah, top ten condiments. Yes. Uh, ketchup is number one. Well, yeah, anyway. I... Hey, I thought that was gonna be a point of contention. No, honey mustard. All right. Oh, that's controversial. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right thank you so much for listening to the theater trash podcast i'm zach i'm andrew and we are theater Theater Trash. trash keep it trashy